0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and Coverage Match Limited by State Law.
1: Welcome to another podcast from insidecarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports, brought to you by com, the go-to provider for all your tar heel gear.
0: Welcome into the Inside Carolina podcast. This is another edition of the Preview Position Preview podcast. Today, I'm your host, Ross Martin. Today, I'm joined by Greg Barnes, Jason Staples, and today we're going to talk about the outside linebackers, the edge rushers, kind of that that flex position that can drop in coverage, but also be on the edge and rush the passer, a key part of Jay Bateman's defense. Let's go through the depth chart here. You have super seniors, Tyrone Hopper and Taman Fox. You have Chris Collins. You have Desmond Evans and Kamen Rucker. Both those guys are back for their sophomore seasons after playing a lot as true freshmen. Ethan West makes the change from inside linebacker to outside linebacker. And the two freshmen UNC has added in the 2021 class are Gabe Stevens and Travion Stevenson. Uh, Greg, my, my initial take on this, this position group is you have some, some a lot of experience up top with Fox and Hopper. You have guys that really flashed, Dez Evans, and came in Rucker, um, and we're kind of yet to see exactly what Chris Collins can be, but that's kind of the group. They have a lot of bodies and a lot of talent and some good size. What is your take when you look at the outside linebacker position, its role, and UNC's personnel heading into the 2021 season?
1: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Ross. In terms of the composition of this group, Jay Bateman has to be ecstatic because you've got – veteran guys like Taman Fox and Tyrone Hopper who have played a ton of football and they understand what it takes to compete at this level and to have success. I um, mean, you, you look at somebody like Taman Fox, he's tied I think right now with Lawrence Taylor for career sacks. He's got 21 tied for seventh, 33 tackles for loss. That is the production that you need. Um, and he, he's been a guy they've been able to rely on at different positions in the last couple of years uh, to actually get some pressure, which has been a problem for this defense. Um, and the fact now that, that he's able to play in this role uh, more so than he will have to a defensive end, I think is critical. But, but those are two guys who have played just an absolute ton. But then you start talking about Kamon Rucker and Des Evans, who splashed last year as freshmen. Rucker probably more so than Evans, although Evans is a five-star guy. Uh, and, and they bring a lot of potential. And I expect those two to make significant leaps this year, after they now have a year under their belt and they've got a true spring ball under the belt, but they did not get last year. Uh, And then Chris Collins is another one looks really good. His first year when Matt came in, they realized that this is a kid that needs to put on some weight to be able to do what they wanted him to do. He needed to get a little bit better in his his coverage skills. So he redshirted. Um, And I thought he looked pretty good last year. I think he got some starts. Uh, And then when you start adding in some of the younger guys, like an Ethan West, um, now you've got depth. So you've got experience, you've got raw talent, you've got depth, all good things. And now it's just a matter of piecing it together and trying to find the production that has been lacking uh, with the past rushers.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you look at that roster, Jay Bateman loves Cayman Rucker. Um, he's a little undersized. He led that recruitment, um, but he played a lot. And he's a, he's a strong physical guy who came to UNC pretty physically ready. He played a lot. Um, just didn't have that length, but he loves him on the edge to set the edge to go against, you know, a running back or a tight end or even use his quickness around an offensive tackle. And he loves Dev- Desmond Evans, as most people would. Uh, he's up to six, 260 pounds, has a length, has a size and kind of the mental stuff is, is getting there to the point where last season he played a lot in the second half of the year. So those two guys are the future of this group. But of course, we all know Taman Fox and what he can do. He'll finally play. Uh, his true position as an edge. He won't have to play any on the D line like he has in the last two seasons. And he'll be able to go off the passer and actually play a little bit less and be more rested into the third and fourth quarter. Jason, when you look at this group um, and, and you, you understand what this position does, and, and kind of first, can you explain kind of how Jay Bateman likes to use his position? Because I think it's a little confusing because, you know, it's not a traditional 4-3 with two edge rushers. It's It's a 3-4 with the the two outside guys, sometimes coming down, sometimes dropping to coverage. It's a coverage. It's definitely a hybrid position. Let's get into that and then get your takes on kind of what UNC has uh, heading into the season.
2: Yeah, I think the main thing to understand is that this is truly a hybrid position in his role. Although, I mean, in some... It, well, I guess the best way to put it is it's a hybrid in the sense that sometimes you really are an outside backer, and other times you're really playing defensive end. So... I mean, you have to be able to do both to, uh, to be able to do what, what Bateman wants you to do at this position. Now, some guys are going to do one thing better than others. Some guys are going to be better at rushing the passer, say, than moving backwards in coverage or, uh, you know, doing a variety of other things. Some guys are better uh, in terms of stopping the run than they are as, as a pass rusher. So ideally, you get a guy that can do. All three, essentially, a guy that can, that, that really can solidify and set the edge as a, uh, against the run and that can provide you a top level pass rusher and also drop back in coverage without being a liability. Uh, that those guys are pretty rare. <laughs> you really, those guys, uh, there's a, there's a high uh, market value for those guys at all levels of, of the game. Uh, and North Carolina might have a couple of them. Uh, especially among the youngsters. So that's, that's, a, that's a big deal, but really what Bateman wants is the uh, first priority from this group on this roster is going to be guys that can get to the quarterback because they, they really need to be able to get, uh, get pressure on the passer in this, uh, in this season. And when they're going with three bigs, which they're going to be doing a lot of this season, when they go 3 bigs and you have say one of these outside linebacker hybrid edge type guys on the field along with those guys he's out there as often as not to make sure that if they're dropping back to pass he's getting pressure so he you know you have what's called a designated pass rusher you know your DPR uh in a given defense where you know you may have these guys that they're they're playing a little bit more towards the run but you're telling that guy you you have this 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 gap, but your 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 first thing is getting off and getting to the quarterback. You're going to get some of that with these guys, uh, but the next thing is you've got to have you've got to have guys that can that can handle that edge, and can make sure that you don't that they're not getting pushed out of a gap. So you've got to be able to get to the quarterback while still being disciplined enough that you don't get run straight up field and create this big seam. Say between the offensive guard and the offensive tackle because the tackle gets you know washes you out there. So that's that's the priority. And some of that's going to change a little bit. Sometimes they have two edges on the field, and that's going to be a little bit different with those guys. Those are typically bigger teams, you know, more run run oriented situations. Sometimes they're going to go smaller personnel where they only have two defensive tackles, and then it's going to be more of an even front where you go two defense, two of the big guys, and then you know two edges out there with them. Those are your, you know, smaller nickel packages that you're going to get some of that. But the other thing that that he wants to be able to do with these guys is, okay, we're going to look, we're going to make it look like you're going to be the designated pass rusher. You're going to be the guy to come. You're going to be, and then at the snap, that guy's not coming. That guy's dropping to the flat or that guy's dropping to the curl zone. And all of a sudden you have a corner that's that's, that's rushing, or you have a backer that's blitzing, whatever. And that guy has to be able to recognize route patterns, you know, different uh, tendencies based on formation and all of these things to be in the right spot to force, uh, to force the quarterback, to go away from say a hot read. That, okay, well they're, br- they're bringing the, they're bringing the corner. That means I need to go right where the corner vacated. Well, we want this guy to drop right where that corner is going to have vacated. So they're going to be doing a lot of that stuff with these guys. And that's really where you want to see the length and the speed and, and, you know, all of those things come together. And that's where, you know, what's already been said about a guy like Des Evans, he, he brings to the table, all of the tools that you could want at this spot, all that length, all that athleticism, that, that guy can be a problem just because of those, those traits. Another guy that I don't think gets enough talk is Chris Collins. I think he's, he's going to be, a good a really good player in this system and he's a guy that can again he can do all three and do all three pretty well uh and of course you got taman fox and and rucker i think rucker is actually a lot like fox in terms of their builds even though uh i think rucker is a little more undersized in terms of what they bring to the table rucker rucker you, you mentioned rucker already in terms of of bateman really always having been a fan of him well the reason he's a fan of him is he's a football player rucker is one of those guys who you can put across the board You could play him at linebacker and he could, you know, inside linebacker and he could survive. You can put him at, you know, one of the bigger positions and he'll fight and he'll find a way to, to make a play in the gap. He's, they've got some guys there at that spot that can really do some things. And it's just going to be interesting to see how they, to me, how they balance the reps based on down and distance, based on situation, based on what guys actually step up to play. So so it's a really fun position group to, to look forward to because there's a mix of experience and young talent that I think uh, is really intriguing going into next year.
1: Yeah, I think one of the interesting things about this unit is that it benefits so greatly from what's happened along the defensive line. Uh, when you've got 10 guys of 285 pounds or more, you, we saw a lot of rucker at defensive end on the interior last year. We saw a lot of Taman Fox, as Jason's pointed out before, Uh, Taman Fox is playing defensive end against Notre Dame. I mean, Taman Fox is good at what he does, but that is a tall ask. Um, So now that you've got bodies on the interior, you can really utilize Fox and Rucker and Evans and Collins more on the outside. And one thing I found interesting in the spring is K-Mon Rucker's talking about how he's practicing some at the 9 eye, right? It the nine positions outside the tight end. I mean, is that, yeah, that so tells you?
0: Explain that, Greg. What's a nine eye?
1: Well, a nine is, is the gap outside of the tight end. It's kind of the okay. idea there. So you're talking about a, an outside linebacker who is way far away from where the ball is at snap, and that just stresses. I mean, uh, you would think maybe that guy's going to drop into coverage, maybe they're in the uh for swing passes and in the flat that, that spot right there. But when you've got a speed like Rucker or Fox, I mean, if that tight end doesn't chip appropriately, I mean, that's a beeline for the quarterback and the quarterback knows that guy's coming hard at it. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of different looks there. The other thing that I think is important is if you go back to like the Vic Coney days, um, that design, the idea of the four-two-five, was really to, to be able to be versatile. Right. And that's kind of the first glimpse that we got at it uh, at North Carolina, things have progressed. And so what, What the problem has been for North Carolina, however, is really kind of a a lack of talent where you're having to scheme to make up for talent deficiencies. And Jay Bateman's quickly getting to a point where that's no longer the case. And so while you want to be able to be deceptive in some of your game planning, you're also at a point now where if it's an obvious passing down and you have full faith in Taman Fox and and Des Evans to put pressure on the quarterback – So you don't have to scheme sacks. You can actually rely on individual talent. You can say, you know what? We're not going to get fancy on this one. I'm going to send Evans. I'm going to send Fox. And we're going to see if this offense has enough time to make a play on this third and twelve. And that hasn't been the case for Jay Bateman in, in previous years. So while he does have a lot of opportunities and options to do creative things, he may not need to do that. He may just be able to say, go get the quarterback. And we haven't seen that a lot in Chapel Hill in a long time.
0: Yeah, it's great stuff there. And and some great points. I want to get a little bit more into that after the break. Uh, First, I want to encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe to the Inside Carolina Podcast. Uh, It just helps us with algorithms. Rate Rate Inside Carolina Podcast, give us a short review, and then hit the subscribe button. Also, all our podcasts come out on YouTube as along with all our interviews and press conferences and all that good stuff so go to Inside Carolina on YouTube and subscribe to that channel as well. We're going to be doing more and more stuff on YouTube, including a lot of live streaming um, with podcasts and, and stuff this uh, fall. Do that as well. We also want to thank our podcast sponsor, Johnny T-Shirt. They have a huge summer sale with a lot of things up to 70% off in-store and online at JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Get set for the football season with, uh, with a Navy throwback jersey with uh, the 1990s throwback jersey, with any UNC football gear, shirts, T-shirts, sweatshirts, go Johnny T-shirt and JohnnyT-shirt.com. And remember, all Inside Carolina subscribers, get an easy 10% off with a promo code found on the premium message mm. boards. So Johnny mm. T-shirt and JohnnyT-shirt.com. We want to support our local businesses right down the street here in Chapel Hill. Their headquarters are in, uh, I think, Hillsboro is their warehouse. And of course, they're online. They have great customer service, really great place to shop. And they can quickly get you anything you need for a game or for gifts, for friends and family. We're going to hit some uh, national ads and be right back to talk more about UNC's outside linebackers, the talent, that group, and what that we can look forward to uh, with the outside linebackers in 2021. And we're back. And before we went to a break, I think Greg hit on a lot of good points and kind of built off what Jason said. You know, the key thing here is it's kind of a perfect storm for UNC's defense. They're finally getting with the uh, defensive line, what they need. with with multiple big experienced bodies up front, which is going to allow them to have more pressure in the interior, which is going to allow them to rush, you know, two guys on the edge. Pass rushing, Greg, and Jason can dive in as well. I mean, who do you think is a guy, you know, I think you all have done some over and under podcasts. Who's the guy that's going to be making the most plays in the backfield? Who's the guy that's going to be making the most uh, TFLs and sacks? I mean, I like Desmond Evans for him to to step in that place because I don't know if, I mean, Tavon Fox is solid, but I don't think he's ever been an elite pass rusher. So I'm wondering if we're going to get to that point with a guy named Desmond Evans or Cayman Rucker, and what do you think about someone emerging to be that difference maker on second and long and third and long? Greg?
1: Well, you're exactly right about Fox, but what he has been has been the most successful for North Carolina yeah. in recent years. Say, Stable and
0: available and solid and has made plays.
1: Correct. And the fact that he's had to play a little bit out of position at, at end, uh, you know, they've tried to bulk him up to kind of help so they can utilize him. Um, just remember, if you, if you think back to that Georgia game, he actually made some splash plays, even though he was a little bit smaller guy back then. Uh, he, he's got to be your leader in the clubhouse just because he's a veteran. Uh, they think he can finally, because he's working primarily at that outside linebacker position, uh, that this can kind of be a year for him. Uh, but you know, maybe his, his, his cap is, uh, is lower than it does Evans, for sure, uh, and came on Rucker you know, we've heard a lot of good things about Des Evans this offseason. season. We know that athletically he's got, got everything you would want. Um, he's built like a true defensive end. He's got the speed of an outside linebacker. Um, and he kind of understands what he's supposed to be doing now. So he's a guy that if North Carolina wants to take that next step and they want to legitimately challenge Clemson for the ACC title, he has got to break free. He's got to emerge as a guy, uh, I'm with Jay Bateman. I love K-Mon Rocker. I mean, when he, when he went into games, you could see the energy that he brought. And I think there's a lot of value in that. Um, and so I think those two guys really have opportunities. And as Jason said, Chris Collins is a guy um, that they feel good about. Uh, he, he showed flashes last year. Maybe not the pass rusher those other guys could be, but he can do a little bit of everything. So I think he'll be on the field enough where he has the opportunity to show off some skills as well.
0: Yeah, so I think – and I haven't thought about this, but this might be one of the more hotly competitive, you know, preseason training camp positions because, sure. you know, you can only play three or four guys. Maybe four is kind of what they're looking for to rotate in because they do want to keep those guys fresh. We do know that Taman Fox is going to play less just based on giving him rest. Jason, when you look at this room, how do you think Jay Bateman um, and the defensive coaches rotate these guys uh, knowing how they use them, knowing the packages that they, they deploy – because uh, I think it's gonna be Tamon, it's gonna be Dez Evans, Kamen Rucker, and and then Chris Collins as well. And I think after that it drops down, but you have Tyron Hopper who can play, and then and basically the the freshman younger guys we haven't seen yet. What's that rotation I mean, look I, like?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's you you basically hit it. The the real interesting question for me is whether Evans is gonna get to the level of consistency that he needs to be at to really be at the top level uh, to be basically getting number one or number two on the, on the reps list. If he is, he's by far your most talented guy. So yeah. I mean, if that guy's gotten consistent, if he's actually doing, doing everything the way that you want at the effort level that you want, then he's probably going to be the guy that when it comes to the most important uh, pass rusher reps in particular, he's going to be on the field. Now, I think what you're going to see is a lot of four man fronts against a lot of a lot of more spread teams, so you'll have three bigs and then one of these guys out there. And that guy most likely is more often than not, let's say, you know, at least half of the drives probably going to be Tamon Fox. But when they when you have two, that's when it's going to get interesting because you're going to have Fox and Rucker out there, you're going to have Fox and Evans out there, you're going to have Fox and Collins out there or you you know, you'll have on uh, half of those drives, because Fox is going to be getting some rest. You're going to have one of those other guys filling in for him when it's just one. So I think it's going to be those four guys. I I think they're probably, you're probably going to see it narrow even to three uh, oftentimes because of how many reps there actually are. But those are, those are really where you're going to get the majority of your, of your reps. And I think it's probably a good sign if you see Evans out there more often As the season goes, because that just means that the light bulb is coming on for the most talented guy.
0: Yeah, and I've heard that. I mean, from a source, I've heard that Des Evans is going to get at least half the snaps. So I think you'll see a good mixture of half the snaps between those four guys, four or five guys we talked about. And looking towards the 2022 season, Fox will for sure be gone. um, And so will Hopper because they're both super seniors. So then you're looking at the core group being Evans. Rucker and Collins with the younger guys who had merged all right guys good stuff we appreciate you listening this is the inside Carolina podcast the position preview podcast on outside linebackers next up will be inside linebackers stay tuned to that remember to rate review subscribe subscribe to our YouTube page and we want to thank Johnny t-shirt and Shirt.com for sponsoring this podcast
1: thanks for listening to another podcast from insidecarolina.com brought to you by Shirt.com where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase.